Hello and welcome to the Mondanac Center. This is the Mondanac Center podcast, and today we're recording a Q&A episode, and I'm joined in the studio by Lauva. Hello, everyone. So, uh, a few quick things to go over first. Um, let's see, the Silver Gate is coming up on the 8th of this month, 8th of July, and the new moon is the day after that, on the 9th. And uh, we have a couple of big updates to go over. Uh, myself, I have Lyme disease to talk about. And uh, Lauva, well, Lauva has a new name, which is good to talk about. So That's right. <laughs> uh, so starting off with myself, um, I, uh, yeah, I had what I thought was a spider bite at the beginning of June, and my foot swelled up like there was no tomorrow. And so I just thought there was, you know, dealing with venom and all that. And I even went into the doctor, they thought, okay, well, it's just a bite, it's probably not infected. And, well, it turns out that it was actually very infected. <laughs> and it turns out that it was actually a tick bite. And it also turns out that I had Lyme disease. Uh, it started as a bacterial infection in my foot, and at the uh, two-week mark, it started to spread throughout my body, giving me the typical Lyme disease rashes all over the place. And uh, so they got me on an antibiotic called doxycycline, and it's all cleared up from there. So thank you for bearing with us as we uh, took a little time off from the Q&A. It was uh, definitely, definitely a fun two, three-week period to get through, but uh, things are much better now. Um, I'm uh, two weeks through my three week of uh, my three weeks on doxycycline, and I'm feeling much much better all the rashes are gone all the infection is gone it's uh yeah yeah i'm definitely feeling much better so thank you everyone for your prayers and positive vibes and everything as well it's been greatly appreciated so uh yeah so that's my news i'm basically back to normal now and the center is back to normal as well uh and we're starting back up with the q a and of course the other big update is lava uh, Lauva, of course, previously known as Jacqueline, um, Lauva has taken on a, a new name for her shamanic practice and for her magical practice, and she's started to use it in um, in her teaching and and throughout uh, the center. So, uh, Lauva, would you like to tell us about that? Oh yes, it, it's a um, wonderful uh, change for me to embrace that new magical name. Um, first, I want to say that it's not when you when you choose a name. It's not necessary, you know, magical name. It's not necessary to go public with it. The reason why I do it, it's because uh, it's just part of my life. It's just such a big shift in my practice. Uh, first. Because with the running of the center, the reason why I changed my name is the running of the center was taking a part of my time. Uh, and uh, the more I developed, I was already, you know, uh, giving a lot of, of my time, practicing daily with shamanism and witchcraft but, uh, and magic. But it, it's happened that I need to do more now. It needs to be even more devotion to the practice in order to develop and master shamanism. Uh, I want to uh, reach my full potential in that realm, in that area of my life. And therefore, uh, 
I will take more of a back seat in uh, some running task. Basically, day to day operations. Yes, right? like yes. Instagram and like all the all the nitty gritty stuff that that goes on, right? So that you can then focus on on much more shamanic explorations, right? That is right, and by doing so, the the word the word the name Lauva means a lot to me um, because it it's for me it is the um, symbol of really high shamanism performance uh it's uh the like the enlightenment through shamanism it's not like buddhism or uh other type of enlightenment it's really specific i won't go in details i think we discussed that before right there's as many enlightenments as there are spiritual traditions right it's basically the epitome of what you can do with a spiritual tradition yeah, and, uh, and you know the shamanic sense is very different from other. That's right. Traditions. So, and so leaving my uh, the name that was given to me at birth and all that it carries with it for uh, three decades so far, and just taking a new name. Uh, it's something that you see in a lot of spiritual path as well. Just taking a new name. And it's helping me to leave behind all these old habits, all these um, way of thinking, much more easier, you know, than if I would stick with my uh, the name that was given to me at my birth. Because there's an identity, you know, it's like kind of rooted in in my childhood and so on. And I still honor that. I'm still aware of it, but I'm much more detached from it. It's giving me a bird view of, well, my ego, if you want so. And it's much more easier for me to advance and to understand myself and to grow in that way. And perhaps you want to give people an idea of what is entailed by this new shamanic lifestyle. Because I think that that people already know that you delve have delved into shamanism for so long and that uh you already have a pretty intense schedule for shamanic practice but uh what is it that you're doing now i think people might be very curious to know now what what is entailed by this new shamanic lifestyle that you're embracing by uh by changing your name and allowing yourself to to, you know to leave behind the day-to-day running of the center and to really focus on your shamanic work so it implies a lot of shamanic journeying as well as experimenting with uh, spell and magic work. It's also uh, implying more ritualistic and connection with the spirit world itself, but also um, meditation just to clear my mind and connection with nature. So a lot of time uh, being outside with nature, communing with it and understanding it better, which, uh, yeah, it's multiple hours of work. I was already devoting all my mornings, guys, like from like uh, 5 a.m. to noon um, uh, Eastern time, who cares? But for those who are my student, now you know why it's always just in the afternoon that I uh, um, give course. Uh, so, all my morning it was devoted to uh, 
to that, to my practice and uh, development on that on that way. So now I, I just want to expand to even more. And uh, so, so, yeah. Yeah, essentially, you know, five to seven is already a... Uh, <laughs> or sorry, five to noon is already a seven-hour job. Right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, essentially, you are treating it more than a full-time job, right? I mean, it's... Uh, it's my entire life now. It's your entire <laughs> life. I mean, yes. you, know, you, have, you sleep maybe eight hours a day, but or actually less. Uh, but uh, at the same time, your shamanic practice is coming to fill up almost 16 hours. So it's, yes. it, we, <laughs> we're definitely hardcore in this stuff, I but, suppose. And that's funny because, you know, you could you could think, oh, but don't you need to relax? Don't you need to... Everything is incorporated in a way that is spiritual and shamanic to me. So even though if I do art or if I cook, even when I cook, I have an intention behind it. I do kitchen witchcraft in that way, uh, you know, and I have to take care of the garden. So when I'm gardening, when I'm walking outside, there's always something to be connected and to feel connected and to interact with the spirit world or just with the divine energy of nature and the universe and I've, I mean I built that up over time you know I was not but now see I don't even have interest in like watching movies or um, eating bad food or you know not bad food processed food I should say uh, and so on it's not something of an interest and Right now, I'm doing a 21-day uh, fast. I'm uh, on the seven-week, a uh, seven-week, seven-day mark, and I'm doing amazing. I'm trying to just shed away uh, the toxin in my body and also uh, regain some energy as well. Just recenter myself and I have clarity of mind the clarity of my mind is amazing right now I have so much energy I don't even need to to sleep for eight hours anymore I used to need a nap in the afternoon I don't anymore um so I'm do of course it's not a regular life but I really really enjoy it and for me this devotion it's not just for myself it is also for um, all the the human and also nature. Because from a practical standpoint, actually, um, for the center and for teaching and such, the amount of research and development that is yes. coming out of Laova's efforts is is unbelievable, right? The amount of channeling, the amount of experimentation with different techniques, the amount of exploration of the spirit world it's it's uh, truly stunning and i'm very excited by it uh one so that lava achieves her uh her potential uh but also because it's it's going to have amazing effects for what we are able to provide at the center um the just the, yeah the research and development opportunity is amazing if you want to go completely practical here so uh you know, I'm I'm very happy to to take over kind of the, 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 the all the small stuff with running the center, and you know, empower Laova to 
to do the the shamanic work and then focus on the teaching. I think that's a really wonderful thing. I am just so grateful that Eric is in fact he was the one pushing it. <laughs> I was feeling guilty to um let him have more tasks uh for the center while I'm more uh you know focusing on the spiritual path and shamanic practice. Um because there is that there is that uh, belief, right? And or if you think of our society, that you should um, it, the the way to participate and to do your part, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in a family or oh, in, yes. and so on, not being really involved anymore in that side of the center and being more just in kind of research and development and spiritual practice, if you want. I was feeling guilty to not do more of the practical um routine of of uh, what the centers require right and it could be in marketing or email and so on mm-hmm. so um yeah that's that was a big one for me to realize that i had this anchor uh inside of me and that's one of the big reasons i mean that's that that was jacqueline's concerns Oh, yes. It's not Lauva's concerns. It is not. That's right. Since I've taken my magical name, I don't feel guilty anymore. And I understand that what I'm doing is important and is bringing rich information and addition to the center. And on the long term, everyone will benefit from it because like, I'm just so motivated. I'm just so into it that... I'm always very, very uh, excited to show what I've learned from the spirits to you, to you guys. Yeah. And I mean, this is one reason why I was so happy to support you in this, because I want to see how far it can go. I want to see what we can learn. I want to see what we can uh, explore and find out here. And, you know, it's going to take a heck of a lot of work, but, uh, you know, she's, Lauva is now on the path to discover it for us. That's right. And it's enabled us to uh, develop new courses that are affordable and, and, but that goes very deep for anyone, you know, and we will have soon a new line of courses, four courses that we're right now working on Eric and I uh, during the summer uh, about metaphysical uh, course Mm -hmm. well can you tell the the name Eric yeah yeah so our first one is uh, is panpsychic meditation and panpsychism of course it's similar to to animism it's the idea that um, all things have consciousness and so panpsychic meditation is really forms of meditation where you are breaking free from just looking at the world as the physical and you are realizing and connecting the and connecting with the consciousness in all things and connecting with the spirit world and awakening to that those extra levels of reality and of existence so that's the the first one and then of course we um we have one on uh, jump-starting your intuition, right? Improving your intuition and, and awakening your third eye. Just, just embracing that part of your being and those uh, those abilities that you have and, and heightening them. 
and then uh, another uh, another course on the law of attraction and working with that in kind of a, a spirit-based way, right? So not not focusing on, on working really with kind of the universe as this generic idea, but rather uh, thinking of it as connecting with your guides when you're doing law of attraction and just being clear about what you want their help to manifest. And then, of course, um, our uh, fourth uh, addition there is on finding your life, life purpose. And so connecting with your higher self and and finding ways to find guidance within your life to to really find what your purpose is and why you're here and i think this is all very strong and powerful courses to take life changing for sure especially the the life purpose one and uh i mean eric and i are well situated to talk about it because we're just living it and we just want to share what we've learned um, and how we achieve so far uh, our dreams and our life purpose, right? It's not just about the dream of um, being rich and so on. It goes much more deeper than that. And we want to share uh, like the, the wisdom, beautiful wisdom we gain from the spirit world again because they helped us tremendously and they're still helping us tremendously. Yeah. Every day, so we move forward and we leave behind anything that is unnecessary and unhelpful to us and so we can then receive more benefit and more beautiful wisdom from them and move forward towards our goals and uh, purpose in life absolutely you know it's uh we basically have daily life coaching from the spirit world oh yeah so it's, it's quite amazing <laughs> it's been quite life-changing absolutely and and yeah like even with the um the life purpose course uh, yeah, one thing you'll find is that in, it's most likely, and, and in our experience, very rare that someone's life purpose is going to be making money, right? That's what yeah. our <laughs> that's what our society wants to tell you. But in fact, life purposes actually tend to be a lot more idiosyncratic, a lot more specific to particular people. And, and also, it doesn't. You don't need to be like a millionaire. Or... No. Or you can have a very simple life. It doesn't require you to have a corporation and uh, fly, like, you know, living uh, on the beach and so on. We have this kind of archetype or stereotype of what is a good life or what is a successful life. And so we take the time to demystify all of this kind of um, society um brainwash of how you should be happy yeah yeah, yeah get, get away from the consumer society uh, yes. mindset right um so yes that's what we we have coming down the pipe and and uh one wonderful thing is that you know lava she's now there to really just bring so much new information into the center i mean we have we have reams, we have binder after binder of channeled information and other information that came from journeys and such that we haven't even touched on within the the um, apprenticeships, the mentorships, and the courses that we currently have. And frankly, you know, it, it's to the point where we really had to start writing that stuff up because otherwise it's just going to get forgotten and lost in the stack as we keep piling new information onto it. Yeah. Um, 
but uh, you know it's uh, we're entering a stage where there's going to be a lot of amazing discoveries at the center so I think we're being situated very well so yeah so that's uh, that's Laova's new name <laughs> so uh, I guess we can get to the Q&A now yes with, uh... oh by the way I just wanted to say with Lyme disease I am feeling like much better now no one needs to worry about me I'm I'm fully on the road to recovery um, apparently uh, you know 21 day treatment with this drug it solves the great vast majority of cases so i'm uh i'm doing good okay so now to the q a so for our first question is there any significance to seeing repeated numbers uh repetitively during the day in a previous podcast episode you mentioned that seeing numbers repeatedly is an example of a small synchronicity for me it's been constantly consistently seeing 13 and 31 at random times of the day. While I still see those, I have noticed that now I'm starting to see repeated numbers, like the times 555, 1212, 1414, for example. Uh, So is there any any significance to seeing repeated numbers? Um, So what I would say there is that um, often at a very base level, uh, at the basic level, uh, the spirit world will try to get your attention through repeated numbers. They might not necessarily mean something, but be aware of what you were doing or what you were thinking at that time that you saw that repeated number. It could be a way of saying, hey, you know, maybe you should pay attention to this. Now, having said that, there is, uh, of course, a language of numbers out there, right? I mean, there's numerology, there's gematria for a reason. Their numbers do have meaning. And so I would encourage, but there's different systems of numerology, for sure. There's different versions of it. A number might mean slightly different things to different cultures and different contexts and all that. And so one culture's numerology might not be the same as another. Uh, But the spirits will tend to talk to you through your own idiosyncratic set of of meanings, right? And so, like, just the same with dreams, right? This is why we we uh, urge people not to really rely on books of dream interpretation because these are, you know, these kind of encyclopedias. Uh, they, yeah, they're good as a start, but at the same time, they don't necessarily reflect what those things mean to you, right? You might have say gone to the, the the coast as a child and seen a whale and it might seeing a whale in a dream might have a very different meaning to you than it does to to other people and so always look at what and and try to feel what does the symbol mean to you in the same way what does this number mean to you how does it make you feel what does it make you think of and that is part of the journey that seeing these numbers can mean to you is is that it can be setting you up on a journey of exploration and and discovery to to find okay what does this number mean to me and therefore what's it being what's it communicating to me so i mean yes it could be just being used to get your attention but it can also be happening to initiate that journey of self-discovery where you're going to to realize oh okay you know 
the number 31 means this specific thing to me. And that might require you to look into some numerological texts some gematria and all that. Um, I would advise going deeper than angel numbers. Angel numbers are a very modern invention. And they, I would, I would advise to look at some of the older texts on numerology, um, look at uh, Jewish gematria from the Kabbalistic tradition, that's uh, the meaning of numbers um, in, in those systems. I would definitely advise looking at, at, yeah, some of the older numerology if you really want to get to the bottom of this, if you feel like it's uh, creating this, uh, this journey, this quest in you. And uh, let's see, the question continues. It's been so consistent that I've started to notice it as a pattern, and I'm wondering why the sudden change. I look up its angel number meanings, but they seem generic or very similar to one another. Things like think positive thoughts, you're on the right track, etc. Any thoughts as to what might be happening? Uh, is this just another example of small synchronicities? I have never experienced this before. Uh, what I'd say there is that, especially if there's been a change, Right. If there's been a change in, when, in seeing these numbers, definitely think about what was happening in your life before and after that change, and whether these, you know, the seeing the numbers might be some type of sign relating to that change, or or trying to bring your awareness to something. Uh, right, because ultimately, you know, it's uh, the spirit world bringing your awareness, uh, kind of influencing you to become aware of, of specific phenomena that are happening all around you all the time, but they're, you know, bringing you to look at the clock at that moment. And so it can be kind of a wake-up call, um, but it's definitely something to, to explore and to find your own idiosyncratic meaning of what those numbers might mean. Um, that would be yeah. That would be what I would uh, advise. There, it, it can be a quest of discovery to discover, you know, what does this number mean to me? And it might be a very idiosyncratic meaning to you. At the other end of it, of course, it can also be just hey, we're trying to get your attention. Um, think about this, <laughs> you know, that pay attention to this. So, uh, moving on to the next question. Um, interested in hearing your thoughts on yoga and its potential for spiritual awakening. I have always been an active person, but there is something different about yoga. It's not your typical workout. It feels like it opens up these blocked channels as you flow. Not sure if you practice it, but I've heard from all other spiritual people about yoga's potential of awakening people spiritually, especially as it becomes more mainstream. It certainly has had a big impact on me personally in terms of raising my vibration and making me feel more at peace with myself and others throughout the day. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yoga is a spiritual thing. Um, it's, uh, it, in fact, it's a good gateway drug to get people into spirituality. You know, they, they go to class just thinking that they're doing stretching and then, you know, uh, <laughs> a year later, they're uh, getting into the, the deeper um, spiritual mysteries of life, if you will. Here's the thing, is that when yoga was brought to the West, it was severely watered down. Uh, of course, you know, the, the Western yoga focuses on the asanas. And yet when you look at what yoga is in the East, it is something far broader, right? Yoga 
means to to yoke the mind right it's like if you have an ox who uh is you know wild and and uh and then you you put you know the the yoke the the thing that you put on an ox's neck in order to drive a plow with it and therefore you're taking the mind you're taking your soul and you're uh, gaining some control over it and there's many ways in the old yogic texts for doing that asanas are really just the base physical means of doing that but there's also then there's uh, pranayama there's the the breath work yeah uh and then there's much higher levels of it including devotional work uh with the divine and uh, of course then there's so many different kinds of yoga in the east there's kriya yoga laya yoga um, and they all work in different ways, right? Kriya Yoga, uh, Laova has some experience with that. Um, Laya Yoga works much with the chakras and, and this kind of thing. Uh, there's there's a Bhakti Yoga. There's there's so uh, there's 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 even types of yoga that deal with really just repeating uh, specific phrases and and doing different devotional work. The mantra. Yeah, in order to connect with the divine in a much closer way. So, uh, you know, yoga really is kind of the, uh, uh, you know, the, the spiritual technologies of different parts of the world. Uh, you'll find yoga, especially as a term used within, Hindu, uh, within uh, Hindu culture, but at the same time, then it's also present within Buddhism as well, right? You have, uh, within Buddhism, you have deity yoga, which is based on visualizations where you uh, meditate and visualize and uh, you connect with uh, specific deities and you begin to visualize yourself as those deities to take on their qualities, empowering yourself with them. And so there's, there's, yeah, what we have in the West is really just the watered down version of yoga because this happens all the time. Whenever you take spiritual practices and spiritual technology from the East, you got, they, they, they were smart and they were like, okay, we got to play to our audience, right? What's the West like? Well, it tends to be a bit more focused on the physical and the body. And there's a lot of stuff in our systems that they would think is just this metaphysical jumbo, uh, this you know, mumbo jumbo. And so we're not going to to talk about that stuff, right? And so that's what happened with yoga. Uh, it also has happened with uh, with Buddhism, uh, especially Tibetan Buddhism. There's, uh, there's so much within uh, Buddhism that's a bit more supernatural and paranormal, if you will. You know, a lot of a uh, lot of deity work, um, but then also if you look at, at Tibetan spirituality, like a lot of it was connecting with spirits of the land, leaving offerings to the spirits of the land. In Tibetan yoga, or sorry, in Tibetan Buddhism, there's even um, the the state oracle of Tibet, who is a shaman who enters into a trance and then is possessed by the uh, a deity who uh, is a protector of Tibetan Buddhism. And then uh, it, it speaks uh, oracles and, and speaks advice to uh, Dalai Lama and to uh, other uh, Tibetan leaders. So Tibetan Buddhism is also something where they've kind of stripped out that portion when they're teaching it in the West. Um, and they talk about mindfulness and... Exactly, because you got to play to your audience, yeah. right? And... 
And once again, you know, it, it offers a bit of a gateway drug. <laughs> yeah, you know, once true. you get into that, you can uh, you can awaken to higher levels of spirituality. If you went with with everything all at once, uh, people would kind of be closed uh, closed minded to it. So you, you know, you get them to realize the, the benefits of mindfulness meditation, yeah. and then they might be more open to, to other practices That's right. within that tradition. So what you get when you have a lot of spiritual teachers coming from the East and bringing yoga or Buddhism and all this is that they are skillful in, in, in repackaging the message in a way that um, us... Uh, uh, physical-oriented, materialistic Westerners. Scientific. Exactly. That 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 we can uh, can get our heads wrapped around, right? So that's certainly something that happens. So absolutely, yoga has a huge potential for spiritual awakening. You know, I used to do a bit when I was younger. Now I'm completely inflexible. I probably should get back into it. Uh, Laova does it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a very, very powerful. Never practice. too late, Eric. Never yeah, too late. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I hear um, it. It's, we, we have a recording of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. What have I done? <laughs> so, uh, so moving on to the last uh, question of the day. And I think this is a Laova question. Is there such a thing as too much shadow work or too much energy diving? Is it ever okay to be exhausted for a little while? I am working two jobs right now and find myself completely overwhelmed when I try to dive into the spirit world. I still do because it's as much a part of me as my arm or leg, but I only have so much mental headspace for it right now. I am very confused because this is my passion, but also I've done a lot of growing, changing, and learning since 2020. I changed jobs, went sober, enrolled in this school, started climbing, biking, and made entirely different friends. So, is there ever such a thing as too much shadow work uh, or too much energy diving? Is it ever okay to be exhausted for a little while? Oh, wow. First, congratulations for all the beautiful growth you've been having for the last uh, two years. And I want to say it's totally normal. Oh, I want to say it's totally normal to feel exhausted because one can work on itself and it can be, you know, you can have a kind of a big splurge doing it for a while. And there's so many things that just you resolve one um section of your life but then you have more realization that comes to you and then it's just opening your eyes even more right just can you work on a layer and then another one is shedding away and another one and it's just continuing it's kind of this big snowball effect and you just keep rolling it right and at some point it's okay to take a break it's okay to be like oh i'm just gonna relax and do just a the minimum, you know, you don't have to uh, sprint all the time. Uh, you know, when you're not sprinting, if you're just walking, you're still going on the path, and you're still, it's it it and it's good because then you can, you know, have another sprint eventually, and you don't have to plan it. It will come to you when it's meant to be. You already had so many 
intense change in your life and um, in your habit, in your friend circle, and in enrolling in her school, in changing your job, that's amazing. So, I mean, yes, it is totally fine to, even, even without the change, if you feel it's not your rhythm, right? It has to feel right to you. And you don't want to feel the resistance because if you push yourself, you might fall into the trap of feeling the resistance or and then just not do the work at all. So it's better to just slow down, do just one small step at a time. And what matters is that you take care of yourself in some way. You don't have to learn more of something. You don't have to do anything extra. You, if for you, doing your shamanic journey is very important. I understand that. It's like my entire body. Like, I couldn't... Like, arm, leg, like, everything. I understand that. You need... Like, it's kind of a need to do it when you're in the habit of doing the shamanic journey. So... But they can be shorter, right? And And if it's not a journey, it can also be just a little prayer or a little... Uh, intention to the spirit world when you feel you're too tired uh, it doesn't have even in your offering you can just talk to the spirits your guardian spirit and your guides uh, if you don't feel like you are able to do a journey as often as you would like to um, I even have uh, my sister in fact she's journeying every full moon that's her thing and I mean, that's once a month, but if you are so exhausted that it's difficult for you to do more than that, it's totally fine. So, journeying even just on the full moon or on the new moon or something like that can be part of like this moon ritual for you. It's just an example, of course. If you know about the gate days as well. So, if you want to journey on a gate day instead, just... It's. I think it's a good idea to have a kind of a special day for it when you don't know if you can make space uh, other than this. It's just a good reminder uh, to do it so. And um, so that, that would be my advice here. Like it's totally fine to relax, to slow down because it's a way to take care of yourself. It is spiritual to slow down and to breathe a little bit. You need it. It's totally fine. Yeah. Yeah, I would only add that um, there is a cycle to growth, right? And so you will find that you're in an equilibrium, that you're in a certain life path. And then when growth happens, there's usually a disruption. There's some reason, there's something that comes up. Some chaos. Yeah, that, that <laughs> makes you want to... That, that really brings you to have to, to, to do something. And that leads to the opportunity for spiritual growth, where you can engage in new practices or do something new, change your life in a way that's positive. And then you will, after that, you'll put that all in place, and then you'll be at a new equilibrium. And, you know, that can be in place for a year, or it can be in place for a month, it can be in place for, you know, various lengths of time. Uh, and, and so there's, yeah, it, I would say that just remember that it is a cycle. Um, you'll be in equilibrium. Something will come up, a crisis or chaos or something that will challenge you to rise to the occasion, to 
take charge of your life in any way, to change your life in any way, to find new problem solving, to find new answers or solutions. And then that brings you to a new equilibrium. And what you are in right now is certainly a new equilibrium. You're, you're not in the uh, in that change portion where you're, you know, finding new answers and, and really delving deep and do, doing problem solving with your shadow and all this. Um, so just enjoy the equilibrium. Because mm-hmm. one thing I know is that on the spiritual path, that equilibrium will not last forever. <laughs> and eventually you'll be called to make spiritual growth again. But for now, the important thing is to just live that equilibrium, continue to have your spiritual practice, right? As Laova said, it's like when you're intermittent interval training and you, you know, sprint for a minute, but then you just have to keep walking because the thing is, if you sprint and then you completely stop, that's when your body is going to crash, right? That's when your body is going to, uh, you know, get uh, uh, stabbing sensations in the side and all this. So you need to keep walking. Right, that's the important thing. Sprint for a little while, and then just keep walking. Don't stop because then you might go backwards, or you just might find that your all your gains go away. So definitely always keep a small spiritual practice going on for sure. It doesn't have to be intensive though. Especially it doesn't have to be as intensive as during those periods of sprinting or change. So yeah, just enjoy the equilibrium and, you know, the the cycle will repeat again, don't worry. Mm-hmm. And then you can dive deep in a into new way. Sh- a, a in new, a new way, way and an elevated way, right? You yeah. never you never have to face the same things twice. That's the thing. It's always just new opportunity for growth. Yeah, and in ways that you wouldn't even have imagined at the moment, right? So, yeah. Okay. So that's the Q&A. It's nice to be back to doing these after so long. I'm so happy. I'm very, very looking forward for more Q&As. And I'm also glad that Eric's is feeling better. Thank you everyone for your support, your kind words, uh, all your loving and healing energy you sent out to us. Uh, That was wonderful. I really love our community and I send to everyone much love, much light. And yeah, thank you and have a great week. Absolutely. So everyone have a wonderful week and we will talk to you next Friday. So uh, if you have any questions at all, uh, any small questions, we can answer in the student forum. And any bigger stuff, we will answer at the next Q&A. We have a bit of a uh, backlog of questions that we'll be getting through over the next few weeks, but we'll get through it eventually. Yay! (laughs) So everyone have a wonderful week. And once again, thank you so much for your prayers and your positive vibes. It's much appreciated. So you all have a wonderful day uh, or night, whatever it is for you. And uh, I'll talk to you later. (laughs) Bye-bye, everyone.